Welcome to the Rawway Rising Podcast. I'm Mark Harivna, and I've been writing about downtown redevelopment in Rawway for years. Think of this as an audio complement to the blog, so now you can listen to rawwayrising.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It will help others find the show. You can also leave a message, ask a question, or just provide some feedback using the message button. Welcome back to the Rawway Rising podcast. It's been about a month since our last episode. Technically, this is episode 22. And with the end of 2021 upon us, I thought it'd be a good time for a new episode looking back at the most popular posts of the year by page views. And stay tuned for later uh, later in the episode, there'll be some added content beyond the top 10 and also a few exclusive items to podcast listeners and some things that patrons already had early access to. But before we get started, uh, at the end of the year here, it's a good time to thank all of you supporters who have contributed over the past year, either through PayPal or via monthly pledges on Patreon. And also, of course, thanks to our advertisers, Lerr Jabalisco Funeral Home, Mr. B Printing, and Pettit Davis Funeral Home, who've supported us uh, over the past year. Thanks also for some recent year-end gifts from Lori, Andrew, and Carrie. Thank you so much. And also thank you for the kind comments about my work and uh, and the site in general. I'm glad that you all appreciate it to such an extent and uh, and support the site. Uh, and with that, uh, how about now? Let's have a countdown to the top 10 most popular posts of 2021 on rawwayrising.com. Number 10, property acquisition moving forward, dated March 1st. Uh, this is in regards to the uh, Bridgeview proposal for 300 units and two buildings uh, over on the other side of downtown from the Rawway River. During the uh, February meeting, the redevelopment agency uh, announced that it had uh, submitted an offer for one of the six Essex Street homes that's included in the concept plan. Also part of the same concept plan, a PSNG substation at Clarkson Place and Monroe Street would have to be relocated. And uh, it was mentioned uh, during the executive director's report at the time that a potential site had been found. And for a quick update on that, you can check out the uh, December 22nd post uh, titled Bridgeview Plan Could Progress in 2022. Um, the executive director of the redevelopment agency reported that the uh, developer there, Tesla Development, is uh, still trying to obtain residential property among those six. And uh, they, quote, feel they'll be able to do that in early 2022. Just for a quick uh, recap of that project, it's uh, 300 units across two buildings that takes up the entirety of the block across from the uh, across from downtown from uh, the Raleigh River. Uh, basically, it's the entire block surrounded by Clarkson Place, Bridge Street, Essex Street, and Monroe Street, about three acres in all. And that block uh, under the plan would then be split in two, much like uh, Monroe Street uh, extended to East Cherry splitting the Mint project uh, right downtown by the train station. Um, also, the same thing was done at Park Square, one of the early projects uh, between Main Street and Irving, and it split uh, the two buildings with uh, with a, a street in between, which is technically Park Square, really more internally used. But uh, in the other, in the case of Bridgeview, it would be a public street, uh, a more public, probably more active public street, uh, and also the Mint. Uh, does the same with Monroe Street. Uh, and no surprise that it's the same uh, architect uh, and, and part of the same development team uh, that's involved in that project as well. 
Number 9, MVC site to be rezoned, dated September 7. City Council approved an ordinance to rezone the 18-acre Motor Vehicle Commission site from medium-density single-family residential, otherwise known as R2, to light industrial, IL, or a new port-related zone, if one is eventually created. Basically, this uh, followed through on one of the recommendations made in the 2019 Master Plan re-examination. You can check out uh, some more details about those recommendations and the entire master plan uh, re-examination in the post from 2019 dated, dated June 20th, 2019. Number eight, Rawway tapped for best small town art scene dated April 2nd. This was a fun uh, post to follow and, uh, and follow up on uh, in the voting. The city was among 20 nominees for Best Small Town Art Scene in the USA Today 10 Best Readers' Choice poll for 2021. Rahway fared very well among the other 19 towns with populations of less than 30,000. The city actually led, as far as I recall, following the, uh, the results. Uh, the city was leading the vote for many weeks, but ended up finishing second, actually, to a little town called Tubac, not Tupac, but Tubac, Arizona, um, a town of only about 1,000 people between uh, the Mexican border and Tucson. Um, and uh, so they, they came out on top, but Rahway finished uh, a very respectable second among 20 other uh, nominees. You can check out more details about some of the other towns that were nominated for that in that April 2nd post. The coffee is always on at Mr. B Printing. With an average of 500 projects a month, they have to keep up. Mr. B Printing can get it all done for you without breaking the bank. Whether it's graphic design or mailing services, they can take care of all your printing needs. Banners, business cards, brochures, labels, signs, or stationery. And don't take my word for it. If you've seen the RawwayRising.com stickers, you know how good their work is. Mr. B Printing is family owned and operated and proud to be part of Rawway for the past 30 years. For more information, go to MrBPrinting.com or call 732-396-3990. That's 732-396-3990. Number seven, City Council supports two marijuana facilities dated December 20th. City Council endorsed the establishment and operation of cannabis cultivation and or manufacturing facilities at two locations, one, the site of the former Galaxy Diner at 293 St. George's Avenue, and another at 211 East Inman Avenue. Earlier in the year, City Council adopted legislation that would allow five of six types of cannabis licenses, all but retail, within the light industrial and heavy industrial zones of the city. Number six, new BA police director, spur reorganization, dated May 17th. City Council approved the appointments of a new business administrator and police director. That would be Jacqueline Fouché as the new business administrator and Jonathan Parham as the new police director. In addition to creating the police director position, City Council also carved out a Department of Code Enforcement and Engineering and Land Use from the Department of Community Development. Number five. 
first phase of Meridia brownstones completed, dated December 17th. The first phase of Meridia brownstones was completed with temporary certificates of occupancy granted for 184 of the 298 units that are part of the first phase. There are 114 units outstanding for their TCOs until some issues are revolved, uh, pardon me, resolved. Uh, when completed, the multi-building development will have 487 units across four five-story buildings along Elizabeth Avenue from West Grand to West Scott Avenues. That's the site of the former Wutina factory and Quinn and Bowden buildings. And if you recall, back in October, City Council instituted permit parking along Price Street, Jackson Avenue, and parts of Linden Avenue that are nearby to the uh, Brownstones because of an influx of parking from residents of the Brownstones. Um, it's unclear why that influx of parking was a result of, uh, of the Brownstones. Uh, it, it could be either maybe that the uh, residents uh, of the Brownstones are trying to avoid parking fees that they'd be charged for parking in the uh, the garage at the Brownstones, uh, or it could be that there are more cars than um, than expected for each of the units. It's still unclear. I uh, I may follow up with that again uh, to give a call to Capadagli, the developer there, to find out. Um, but it's unclear whether it's whether it's one of those two reasons or maybe something else. But either way, it's a, it's something else that's occurred uh, in previous developments as well when uh, new developments have opened up. I believe it was. Um, Metro Rawway, which is at the old AM Supply Company on uh, Campbell Street and West Cherry. Uh, something similar had occurred there uh, when that facility became operational uh, and some park, uh, permit parking and residential permit parking was instituted in that neighborhood to give, uh, to give residents some relief uh, from parking issues. Number four, poll results of what's your favorite coffee in Rawway? dated April 9th. Your readers love your polls, and this is the first one that, that cracks into the top 10. There were 126 votes in this one, uh, and it was all Malau Cafe and Creamery on Irving Street that took the uh, took the top spot, outpolling its downtown neighbor, the Coffee Box, uh, which is located at Irving and East Cherry Streets. Like I said, this is the first poll that cracked the top 10, but not the last. Coming up, another one that rated even higher amongst uh, readers on page views. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you know, because it is one of the most popular polls, but keep, stay tuned and uh, see where that one ranks uh, coming up. The Rawway Chamber of Commerce offers its members opportunities to develop, promote, and pursue their business interests. The Chamber fosters a healthy economic environment and promotes the benefits of Rawway businesses to residents, surrounding communities, and the public at large. Among its many activities, the Chamber offers business grants, sponsors Rawway Day each May, and supports high school senior scholarships. Become a member today. Visit rawaychamberofcommerce.com or email info at rawaychamberofcommerce.com. And now we're into the top three. Number three, Hurricane Ida hits Rawway. As you probably remember, it's only a few months ago, Rawway received almost 10 inches of rain over a 24-hour period at the beginning of September, leaving much of it underwater. Uh, Ida washed away the Irving Street Bridge, and on top of that, there was a gas leak that destroyed a river road home. 
basically uh, much of downtown and different parts of Raleigh were underwater for several days. Uh, the Irving Street Bridge is uh, still not um, still not been replaced, uh, and cutting off a, a key gateway to downtown from uh, West Grand Avenue. And if you uh, check out the post, uh, the blog in the past month, uh, there's a December 29th post uh, where we have a couple of updates on that. Uh, that December 29th post is dated, uh, well, it's dated 29th of December, of course, but uh, headlined emergency expenses near 500,000 for hurricane. Basically, the city council approved a resolution uh, at its December 13th meeting for emergency appropriations of $450,000 for, quote, extraordinary expenses for the repair and reconstruction of streets, roads, or bridges, or other public property related to Hurricane Ida. Basically, uh, according to the city administrator, uh, various uh, departments use their operating budgets um, during Hurricane Ida for different things, whether it's uh, stabilizing waterways, overtime personnel costs, even buying meals, whatever it was uh, that was a sort of emergency. And uh, those those funds were used out of operating budgets that moved into a special fund to be financed over the next three to five years to free up operating costs and uh, expenses that already occurred as a result of Ida may be eligible to be reimbursed by the state or federal government. And the uh, city administrator said that's why they have to now account for it separately. And a quick update on the Irving Street Bridge, uh, which, like I said, provides access to downtown from uh, West Grand Avenue. That was severely damaged, uh, basically almost wiped away and been closed ever since. Um, according to the city administrator, uh, Irving Street, which is a county road, and, and thus the bridge is owned by the county, was already in poor condition and due to be under construction in 2022. According to uh, Jackie Fouché, the uh, city administrator, drawings for a new bridge were nearing completion almost a year ago, uh, but the Union County had been focusing on a project along Hazelwood Avenue. At the same time, over on the Hamilton, Hamilton Street Bridge, um, the scour protection there needs to be replaced. And as Fouché described, uh, basically scour protection is um, as water comes down the waterway and hits the bridge, uh, scour protection is the stone or any other material that protects the bridge uh, in that case. They are trying to impress upon the county the importance of scheduling the two projects, Hamilton Street and, um, and Irving Street bridges separately. Obviously, that would be uh, create quite a um, quite a tie up in that part of town because um, you've got Irving Street coming off of uh, East Grand and then Hamilton Street coming up. And then that intersection, basically Central Avenue would be the only way out of uh, downtown if both were uh, were closed at the same time. And that's your update for uh, for that one. Number two, a look at Rahway's Park score, dated June 24. Readers found the Trust for Public Lands Park score uh, data tool as interesting as I did, apparently. Um, had a, quite a spike in, uh, in page views, probably also from a uh, news break uh, app aggregator that aggregates local stories. Um, anyway, the data tool here uh, from the Trust for Public Land is called Park Score. As I said, it estimated that 97.5% of Rahway residents live within a 10-minute walk of a park. That's considerably higher than the national average of 55%. Uh, and the Park Score app also uh, estimated that only 743 out of almost 30,000 residents in Rahway live beyond a 10-minute walk from a park. Uh, the data tool, you can spend pretty much all day on it. That's probably probably what I did. I came across it uh, one day and thought it was fascinating and uh, thought you guys would be interested in it as well. And obviously you, you were. Um, 
It uh, it also, in addition to giving a park score, I thought the coolest part of the uh, the park score page is just exploring the map where it drills down into different data and um, and also the app also even lets you create a new park to see how it might affect their analysis. Uh, it also identifies potential new areas for parks or where where potential uh, parks are needed based on all kinds of different data and uh, and sources. Uh, for Rahway in particular, there were three areas that came up uh, as priorities, none at the quote, very high priority level, uh, but one high priority area, which is one lower than very high, obviously, uh, was identified as between the, the railroad tracks uh, and north to Pierpont Street, uh, stretching mostly from about Walter Street to West Hazelwood Avenue. There also were uh, two, quote, moderate priority areas uh, around Stacy Place, way up in the north corner of, uh, of town, right at the Linden border, and another around East Scott Avenue and Rutherford and Loughbury Streets over on the east side of town. It's much easier probably to envision that if you check out the uh, the post dated uh, June 24th. We've got a screenshot of those priority areas from the app. You can also directly link right into the, uh, the park score and check it out on your own and play around the data and, and get a better look at uh, the maps. Uh, the priority areas for new parks uh, were uh, basically identified as those that are those areas that are outside a 10 minute walk to a park and prioritized based on, uh, say, population density, density of low income households, density of people of color, uh, air pollution hazards and, and all kinds of other different things like that. The app also identified two optimal new park locations within Rahway uh, that would be able to reach more residents with a temp within a 10 minute walk. Those areas were. Uh, uh, on the either side of the train tracks, stretching from Cherry Street and Hazelwood Avenue, and another area farther south, just south of uh, Brennan Field, actually, uh, straddling the river around East Inman Avenue and Mill Street, and stretching over the Middlesex County border. Um, this was actually a post that I thought about doing a podcast episode uh, entirely, because you could talk about it forever. As you can see, I'm uh, rambling on about it for a while. I actually uh, got a message into Trust for Public Land, the New Jersey affiliate, to talk to them about it, but I, I don't think I ever heard back. Uh, and maybe I will, uh, maybe I'll check back in with them and and plan out a future podcast episode solely talking about Park Score. But I know you guys had loved it because um, it ranked number two um, in the blog most popular blog posts of 2021. Um, let me know what you think, and uh, maybe we'll get uh, we'll get a spe specific uh, podcast episode just on this. Anyway, that's number two. And that only leaves one more post uh, for the most popular posts of 2021. If you find rawwayrising.com valuable, there's any number of ways you can support the site. You can sign up to make a monthly contribution to support the podcast through anchor.fm. There's also Patreon, where you can contribute monthly or annually, and you also get exclusive and early access to some content. There's also a PayPal portal on the homepage, where you can make a one-time contribution if you prefer. And of course, you can advertise on rawwayrising.com. Just visit rawwayrising.com backslash advertise with Rawway Rising. And the number one post of 2021 on rawwayrising.com. This is the part where I would probably, if I had better production value, would pay for a uh, a drum roll uh, element here. But um, unfortunately, there's no budget, in, no money in the budget for that. So anyhow, 
the number one post of 2021 for RawayRising.com readers was, I'll try it. Not bad. Uh, poll results for the favorite pizza in Rawway. That was dated February 25th. Readers love RawayRising.com polls, it seems, uh, but none more than the uh, annual-ish favorite pizza poll. We've had a few polls that uh, that didn't get didn't get very many votes, weren't too, too popular, maybe were uh, doing too many, but the pizza poll always ranks right up there amongst the most popular polls, uh, posts of the year. Every year it's 100 plus votes and this year was no different. There were 120, pardon me, 115 votes cast uh, in February for what's your favorite pizza in Rawway. And I'll tell you, it's like a, a heavyweight, heavyweight match, uh, two heavyweights coming at each other. Uh, it's become a grudge match of sorts uh, with the title passing between two local establishment, establishments over the years. Nancy's Townhouse, the uh, the storied uh, uh, pizza parlor on um, Lewis and Main Street. And now right across the street, Caddy Corner, Il Forno Alegna, the new kid on the block. The last couple of years, they've exchanged the uh, the title belts back and forth. And this year, it was Nancy's Townhouse garnering 34% of the vote just ahead of Il Forno at 28%. A clear top two there. And then there was a tie for third, Plum Tomato over on St. George's Avenue. If you haven't checked it out, they kind of snuck in the back there or, or hidden in the back almost on the um, the Deals Plaza. You've got Raleigh Farm, Deals, um, and a few other storefronts there. And in the back, there's also Layla's Attic and um, the, the comic shop. And uh, snuggled in there is Plum Tomato. They tied with Tony's Pizza Cafe, which is just on the, the border there of Rawway and Clark at Broadway um, and Westfield Avenue. They Those two finished in a tie for third place at 13%. And then uh, Nunzio's too, over on West Grand Avenue, they finished fifth with 7%. And then uh, a couple other, uh, a couple of other folks uh, finishing up behind them. But yeah, that's always the, the most popular post of the year. Uh, this year, no doubt, um, it wasn't even particularly close with uh, almost four times as many posts, uh, four times as many page views for this post as uh, number two and number three. So it was far and away the most read of 2021 uh, and also uh, ranked uh, had enough page views to rank number seven all time on the blog uh, for page views, which is something when you consider the blog has been around since 2007. So there you have it, the top 10 most popular posts on rawayrising.com. And here's your added content, bonus content, if you will, to the uh, to the podcast episode uh, for this month. Uh, the top 10 posts we just went through, and just to add a couple extra there, to uh, to make it a top 12, the number 11 post of 2021 uh, was uh, the city council to take over control of the SID, Special Improvement District. That was posted June 1. The uh, city council introduced an ordinance in May that designates itself as the district management corporation that controls the SID, which replaces uh, the Railway Arts and Business Partnership. Uh, the uh, The partnership was uh, relegated to an advisory board under that legislation that eventually passed at the uh, June meeting. The uh, the Rahway Arts and Business uh, Partnership Board of Trustees was uh, comprised of seven voting members and two managing uh, directors. They uh, were caught by surprise pretty much, uh, did not see this coming, the change um, by city council. Instead, the city council created a new uh, voting uh, board. Each of the five voting members on that new board uh, would have to be at least one of the following categories, an owner of the property within the SID, an owner or operator of a business within the SID, 
and uh, owner whose property is within the SID, but is primarily residential, and the president of the Chamber of Commerce. Those would be the uh, five voting members would have to make up those uh, those qualifications. And basically, the SID is the downtown special improvement district. It levies a uh, certain percentage uh, extra tax that funds um, the activities of the SID and the uh, Robbie Arts and Business Partnership. Typically, it used to be about $140,000 a year budget. Uh, since the SID was expanded several years ago to include all businesses without throughout the downtown and also into the, the entire town. So basically, the SID is now citywide. That happened a few years ago. And uh, if you follow the blog at all, you know that um, it also was challenged uh, in court by a few business owners. Um, eventually, that uh, was resolved and uh, the city moved forward with the expanded SID. So now it's the city council that will be overseeing the SID. Uh, by vote, whereas before it was a board that was appointed by city council. Uh, and as I said, it used to be about $140,000 annual budget um, generated by a special assessment on about 140 downtown properties. That was created back in the early 1990s. And uh, now that the SID has been expanded, um, eventually it's going to have a budget of about $700,000 um, levied on all businesses citywide, although that level hasn't yet been reached. Um, the council this year approved a budget of about $325,000. Uh, that was a result of uh, the pandemic. They haven't quite gone full force uh, on the SID and the, uh, the levy uh, just yet. So that was the number 11 um, most read post of 2021. Clocking in at number 12, uh, most widely read post was uh, on June 21st, strategic plan to create vision for downtown. City Council approved a resolution awarding a $63,000 contract to hire Gruel and Associates to develop a downtown strategic plan. Um, just a quick update on that plan. That's um, they've got The city has got a draft of that plan already. Uh, they received it, um, the, the certain city officials have received it back in, uh, I want to say, December or November. Um, and at the most recent redevelopment agency meeting, the executive director said that that plan probably will be uh, a draft plan will be finalized and made public sometime in the next month. So early in 2022, keep an eye out on the blog for details on that. And there you have it, the top 10 most popular posts uh, on RobbieRising.com of 2021. Since I'm doing the podcast this week, I'll uh, keep with a regular segment that uh, that we've had on each episode of uh, looking ahead and seeing what's uh, coming up on the calendar. City Council is scheduled to meet Tuesday at 7 for its annual reorganization meeting, followed by the Special Improvement District meeting immediately following that. Uh, the reorganization meeting agenda is the usual New Year's resolutions, appointing law firms and engineers and et cetera, that kind of thing, but also a new appointment of a council member at large. That's because James Baker resigned effective December 31st with one year remaining on his term. He was elected on the Democratic ticket in November to serve on the County Board of Commissioners. Since the seat uh, at large is held by a Democrat, as all nine are on the uh, City Council, uh, the Democratic Committee of Rahway met in December to nominate three people to present to City Council to fill the remaining year of his term. And here's this episode's podcast exclusive. If history is any indication, uh, meaning only one serious candidate among the three nominees, uh, I would expect uh, local realtor Jeffrey Brooks to be appointed to the seat. Uh, he also sits on the Planning Board and Social Justice Commission. 
I say if history is any indication, because uh, typically over the last few years when there's been a vacancy, the uh, Democratic committee is legally required to present three nominees to city council. However, uh, really, it's just one serious candidate that seems, or I should say, what obvious candidate among the three that um, that is included there. For example, in 2013, uh, recall that uh, former Mayor James Kennedy, now an assemblyman, was among three nominees when um, Samson Steinman was appointed interim mayor following the resignation of Rick Proctor. Um, you can also check out a post coming up. Here's another exclusive, actually. Uh, a post coming up Tuesday. Uh, and for you patrons, you saw this uh, last week uh, when I posted on Thursday, a breakdown of uh, over the last four years, uh, each time there's been uh, a vacancy on the city council ahead of an election, um, or far enough away from an election where um, where the committee will um, nominate someone to fill the remainder of their term. The other two uh, nominees among uh, among the at-large seats, along with Brooks, was Al Parker, who retired earlier this year as chief of the auxiliary police ahead of his 81st birthday, and uh, and Roy Smith. So yeah, I would say Jeffrey Brooks is the uh, most likely candidate among the three to uh, to be appointed to the seat. He would be he would have to run um, this year uh, in 2022. Uh, for another four-year term, but would serve out at least uh, at least the remaining year of uh, of the Baker term, which is the end of uh, through the end of 2022. He would be up on the ticket along with uh, at-large candidates or pardon me, at-large uh, council members um, Joanna Miles and Jerry Mimiohika, as well as uh, Mayor Ray Giacobbe Jr. City Council also will meet again uh, in January for its regular monthly meeting that comes on Monday. That's January 10th at 7 p.m. So that's it for this uh, episode 22 of the Rawway Rising podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave a voice message or a comment on the blog, letting me know what you think. Um, always uh, interested in getting feedback, positive, negative, or otherwise. So please feel free to reach out. Um, hope you enjoyed the top 10 most popular posts on the blog for 2022. Uh, pardon me, for 2021. Getting a little ahead of myself here. And remember, if you enjoyed any of the uh, more than 100 posts, including 12 podcast episodes this year, that kept you informed about Rawway in 2021, please do consider supporting the site. You can become a patron via Patreon. You can make a one-time contribution via PayPal, uh, or you can advertise on the site. You can check out all those links in the post. And also uh, don't forget to support our uh, local advertisers that uh, support the site as well. Thanks to everyone who's supported the site over the past year. Really do appreciate it. Happy New Year to everyone and all the best to you in 2022. Hopefully you'll be continuing to uh, read up uh, on Rawway on the blog and the site. Thanks again for reading and for all your support. Oh, thank you. If you find rawwayrising.com to be valuable to you, please support the podcast through Anchor FM, Patreon, or check out the advertising page on rawwayrising.com. You can also rate the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help other people find the show. Thank you.